AfroTales Podcast is a part of the Connected Podcast Network. Ahoy, my friends. Welcome aboard the AfroTales Podcast. I'm your storyteller, Aman Mazinga. Join me as we explore the tales that grew from the people of indigenous and African descent in the Americas and the Caribbean. After, come and see me, chef, who will impart upon you a recipe for the story you have just heard. So with no further ado, let us set sail on this new age of exploration. The never-ending story. The king of a certain city admired women for the stories they told. He ordered his vassals to collect all the loveliest women in the outlying districts and bring them in to be his wives. That way he would be able to hear good stories constantly. None of the wives lasted more than three nights. They would run out of stories and the king would toss them into the key. Soon he had hundreds of women locked up like nuns in a cloister. In the same city, there were three sisters who had no marriage prospects. They were poor as could be, but they thought, well, we'll go to the palace and see if we can just get an audience with the king. Perhaps he'll marry one of us, all of us. The first of the three went off to try her luck and met with the same fate as the king's other wives. It wasn't long until the second sister joined her. Before the youngest set out, she gave the matter some thought and decided to become the king's permanent wife by telling him a story that would have no end. The king married her without a moment's hesitation and on their wedding night, she began to recite. When morning came, the story was not finished. Tired after hours of storytelling, she said to the king, Allow me to rest, sacred crown. Tonight, I'll continue. She had broken off at the most interesting part. And that's how it went for an entire week. On and on with the stories that never ended. After a while, the king said, This is my true wife. Such stories. It was a marriage that lasted. The king always wanted to hear more. He never lost interest. Tale followed tale, but the story was never complete. Meanwhile, the young wife was about to have a child. And one day she announced, finally, the stories would come to an end. For some time before this, since after all she was the queen, She had been performing her duties, keeping the palace in order, looking into every nook and cranny. Once, while making her rounds, she had come upon an enormous vault in a cellar beneath the palace. Inside it were thousands upon thousands of women. She was puzzled because the word in town and throughout the country was that the king always beheaded his wives after 
the first three nights. She wondered what to make of her discovery, but refrained from speaking openly. Instead, as she went on with her nightly telling, she mentioned to the king that she didn't know, really, whether it would be right to finish. The story's end, she warned him, might be too shocking for him because she knew what a tender-hearted man he was. She could tell, she said, that he wished no harm on anyone and that it was for this that the people of his country loved him. Sacred crown, I can't bring myself to let you hear how it all turns out. It would be too upsetting for you. With his love of stories, the king's interest was now keener than ever. He ordered her to tell the ending. I will, if you grant me one favor. What is it, my queen? All those poor women you have in the vault, let them go. The king was terrified. What? 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 If if I turned the women loose, there, there would be an uprising. The people would drag me off the throne. Then the story is not going to end. The king could barely contain his curiosity. My dear, let me think about it. The days passed and still no answer. At last the queen said, I'd better tell you the ending because I'll soon be going into labor. What if I should die in childbirth? Oh no, dear, my queen. Can't you put it off a few more days? In the meantime, the queen was consulting with the women in the vault. After dark, she was releasing them quietly one by one, without causing a stir. The women were returning to their homes with made-up excuses. They'd been away traveling, they said. When all were free, the queen declared she could no longer postpone the end of the story. She brought the tale quickly to a close. The child was born without a mishap, and the king took notice that the women he had in prison were no longer in the keep. The dreaded revolution had not taken place, nor had the citizens pulled him from his throne. Thank you, my queen. With those words, the king changed his ways, and the royal family lived happily from that time on. And that's the tale of the monarch named Benjamin, king of a far distant city. And the city, too, was called Benjamin. The End Wow, yes, a great story from Ecuador, out of the book, Latin American Folktales by Jean Beerhurst. Let's be honest. It's a thousand and one nights. It is the Ecuadorian version of a thousand and one nights, but not as bloody, right? If you don't 
know what a thousand and one nights is or um the arabian night stories just sinbad the sailor aladdin alibaba and the 40 thieves those all come from that collection right or that collection made up the thousand one nights where the king was killing you know each wife every night so this is a a i don't want to say a sanitized version of that story but just a different take on that story where in that story it's the vizier's daughter this one is just three unwed um girls and it's a wonderful story believe it or not um i like it when i read this story when i picked this story i was like i know this is a thousand one nights i love a thousand one nights i love all the stories that came out of a thousand one nights and as I was reading, I was like, oh, no, this one's different. I like, I, and, and it made me like it even more because I love when stories come from other places and, and a culture puts their spin on it and makes it their own. Like Chef tells you all the time, take this recipe, do what you do, make it your own. And that's what we do with these stories. We do it all the time. Different TV shows, movies, cartoons, poems, plays. If you look at some of them now versus the the, the origin, they're not the same. People put themselves in, themselves into these stories and make it their own. And that's what Ecuador did with this one. And I love it. And I love it that it had a happy ending. And I love that he learned from him i love the fact that he although initially probably wanted to be cruel about it couldn't even bring himself to do that because he knew it was wrong from the beginning but didn't know how to just let the women go <laughs> you know what i mean like he that he kidnapped thousands upon thousands of women but obviously he kept them fed kept them healthy kept them living you know basically just jailed them and, and, you know, the queen was able to get him f- free, and hopefully he learned from that. I, you know, according to the end of the story, he did. So that's that's awesome. Also, the city of Benjamin is in Israel. The kingdom of Benjamin, um, King Benjamin, is an, is an Israelite. So that's another aspect of the story. And maybe that's because of the... Um, missionaries that came to ecuador and you know in the whole colonialization and everything and tried to convert many ecuadorians to christianity and so they learned about you know benjamin and all of that and then they melded the two the character and the story together and created this one so it's, it's, it's good it's an awesome story i like it but yeah so go see chef He has a wonderful Ecuadorian um, meal for you. And until we meet again, um, just know I appreciate you coming on this voyage with me as always. And until we meet again, we have three more stories this season. So until the next one, as always, have a blessed day.
Welcome, my friends, to the galley. I am your chef, chef, and today I have a wonderful recipe inspired by the story you have just heard. Today, we will be creating Baron de Verde. Now, what will you need for this recipe? Four green plantains. Three quarters cup queso fresco. Salt to taste. Oil for frying. Now, how do you put this together? Easy. Peel and chop the plantains. Place plantains in a pot and cover with water. Boil until soft. Drain the plantains. In a large bowl, mash the plantains, season with salt. Crumble in cheese and mold into balls about the size of a small tomato. Heat vegetable oil in a pan. Cook the plantain balls until they are golden brown on all sides. Remove from oil and place on a paper towel lined plate. Delicious served with fried eggs and aji on the side. And that is it my friend. Now, go, do what you do. Make this recipe yours. And until I have another wonderful recipe for you, remember King Benjamin and his wife. And until next time, my friend, as always, enjoy. Thank you for joining us on this voyage. Thanks to Art by Chalet for the logo, episode, and t-shirt designs. You may also get a t-shirt and other items on tpublic.com. You can contact me on all socials at AfroTalesCast. That's Afro, T-A-L-E-S, cast. And email me at AfroTalesPodcast at Yahoo.com. You may also become a benefactor by simply sharing with any and everyone, giving a thumbs up, or rating in your podcast app of choice. If you wish to donate, I am on Patreon and coffee.com that's ko-fi.com so until we meet again may your winds be fair and your seas follow <laughs>